this week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. It has been a journey to forgive God because it's not just one thing. It's not just the way that I've been raised. It's the fact, why have I been put in these situations that caused me to get hurt? Why have I been put in these situations where my consent has been violated? Why have I been put in these situations where the people that are supposed to take care of me or teach me are the ones that are hurting me? But getting to a a point where this has let God back in my life in a way that I'm comfortable with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I've always, I've always believed, but giving him... um, some more attention. I will say that it's so crazy how when you find your purpose, mm. everything kind of just starts balancing out as in the why or like what you're okay with. And I've always just believed that spirituality as a whole, I need I need all of it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, at a time, religion couldn't do much for me because it couldn't give me the answers, mm-hmm. you know? It's rehearsed. It, ooh, and, and, you know, rehearsed. people think that you don't love God if you have questions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not questioning. I want to understand. I'm a logical person. I need to understand how this works. Hey, sugar. You're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now, and that's enough. Welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya, and I'm your host, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I know I say it all the time, but today's show about to be so far, so far. But before we get into it, I got to read this review. Um, It says, you are the GOAT. I received that. I received that. Courtney, Courtney, this is church, Courtney. It says, this podcast is life. I'll be looking like a crackhead come Wednesday morning if I haven't got a notification yet. But in all seriousness, Samaya, 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 baby, you have poured into me since we were kids. You legit were the catalyst behind me deciding to celebrate my daughter instead of being sad on her birthdays and death anniversary. Mm. So today's podcast with Leela hit home in more ways than one. You are so dope to me. Keep living in your purpose. And I love you always, sugar. Courtney, if I cry before we even start this episode, I'm going to be a little upset with you. I don't I don't know what to say with that. I should have probably read it before the show started. Um, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Courtney is um, a friend. We were in the choir together. I know she was talking about crack. She was my crack for real, y'all. But she, um, her and I were in the choir at church when we were growing up. And she was one of the girls. Um, she had a baby first out of our group. Um, you know, young and different things, but we became a community. Um, and unfortunately, her daughter passed away when we were still in high school. And so imagine like giving birth at a young age and then also um, that same little one passing away. So that means more than you know, um, because I can never really understand what you felt. But understanding that whatever I'm doing now is doing something for you. I received that. Um, thank you so much for even just leaving that vulnerable um, review. You guys, the reviews matter. Um, the re- the ratings and the reviews matter. Um, this show costs zero dollars and zero cents for you guys to tune into, but it has cost me a lot. Your purpose can cost you a lot. So if you don't mind, please just 
when you're done, just rate, review the podcast, share a clip. Um, just tell somebody, drop it in the group chat. You know, we ain't all healing. We be acting up too. So, you know, um, but thank you so much, you guys. I love you, Courtney. Um, all right. No tears. CJ, you ready? I'm ready. All right. I have a guest today, y'all. I have an Emmy Award winning producer, the founder of Face Forward Productions, the creator of The Black Beauty Effect on Netflix, mm-hmm. and most importantly, a rattler. Yeah. A rattler here with me today, and I'm super excited for us to talk. So thank you so much for coming. Say hey to the folks. What's up, folks? How y'all doing? I'm happy to be here with you today. Um, I got to do one thing, though. Talk Andrea about it. Lewis is the creator. Andrea Lewis, you're the producer. I don't want to get in no trouble. I don't want you to get in no trouble. I don't want to get in no trouble. You're already on the show, so you yeah. might be in a little trouble. A smidge. <laughs> but I don't want to get in no more trouble. So she's My the apologies, Andrea. No, Congratulations to her and you Thank for you. this being picked up. Um, I know that was probably a long process, so we're going to get into all of that, all mm-hmm. of the things before that. For sure. Yes. So um, thank you for taking time out to come and talk with me today. So you're going to go through the show with me. Yeah, all right. We it. start off the show with the adult tip of the day. The adult <laughs> tip of the day. Tip is not even a play on words. I feel like you're just <laughs> nervous. Like, what is she going to say? Yo, I'm about to feel like Cameron and Mace right now. Yo. It is what it is. Did you get permission to come on the show today? Tell the truth, Shane. Well, you Devin. know what? I, I did. But I don't think you she did? knew exactly what was going on. She just let me You told rock. like part of the story. She just let me rock. She, you know, she trusts your, she trust your church, man. Exactly. She let me rock. Look here. Amen. Alignment brought you here today. Amen. All right. So the adult tip of the day is just because uh, one day we look up and we realize we the adults in the room. If somebody was to pass out, they'll look at you and be like, you know how to do CPR? Like, man. you know, you know. And so uh, being an adult is sometimes just like a life hack. Sometimes it's my therapist says. Sometimes it's a saying. Just something to make you think and, you know, like a grown up for like mm-hmm. two seconds. Okay. Yeah. Um, so today's adult tip of the day is I have to risk being misunderstood to be more myself. And sometimes I find others who seem to understand me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you have any feedback on that? I'm reading one more time. I have to risk being misunderstood to be more myself. And sometimes I find others who seem to understand me. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a real good one, actually. Um, when I think about that one, it makes me think about another um, quote that's kind of similar. Um, and, and more of a realization moment, actually, for me is realizing that. And sometimes doing what's best for us and what we deem is right is not going to be popular with a lot of other people, right? Most times. But it's exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so you'll find yourself like, damn, I don't want to upset people. I don't want to come off like I'm the problem. But ultimately, you're not the problem. It's just that people are much more malleable to accepting you and allowing you to do whatever as long as it's pleasing and serving them. And so when you're in a space where you're trying to do what's right and honor yourself and honor what's best for your business, People are going to be upset about it. And you got to be okay with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and so, like that quote says, sometimes it's okay to be in the minority, right? And not have a large crowd around you because you're not trying to people please. Or you don't align with them. Absolutely. I feel like um, for me, I'm such a, I was a huge people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to realize that people do need to tell you no. Because mm-hmm. it really might not be in alignment. It's more so how you say things, more mm-hmm. so than... 
um, than what you're saying. Because at the end of the day, I don't want anybody to do anything for me if it's not going to be the best for you. Because if it's not the best option for you, you're not going to do it 100%. That's right. You know, and Mm -hmm. a lot of times the thing that you're looking for or the answer that you're seeking or the help that you're looking for can't even find you because you want people to say yes to you because you're... you have no other choice. It's like, I I need this to work out. Mm -hmm. And so you're putting all your eggs in that basket when that's not even the basket for you. You know, Um, it's so crazy because the way that I met uh, my videographer is, and I met him once like back in the day, but we reconnected here Mm -hmm. because um, I needed a videographer, but somebody else offered to do the job. But I knew they didn't want to. That's not where their heart was. Like Mm -hmm. they had some talent to be able to do it. And it was like, you know what? We broke. We, we need to get, you know, some content out showing what we're doing. Yep. We should just accept it. And it was like, I didn't have another option. And I told her no. And I was like, you know what? I don't think that this is the the best option for you. Um, and I really only want people to do the roles that they really desire to mm-hmm. do. And the next day, him and I ended up on the phone. And, and he started like two days later. God is God is always in the neighborhood when you're walking in your purpose. Look here. You might have saved the friendship. You might have saved the relationship. And that's honestly what I told her. I said, because you fuck around and have fucked up some shit in my business, it would have been all bad. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that sometimes you just got to take time to figure out how to say what you need to say versus just agreeing with it because, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But that was our little five minutes of adulting for the day. Um, So we're going to move on to Twitter Talk. Twitter Talk is a segment uh, just to pay homage to black Twitter as a whole, to the culture, okay? Because it ain't even called Twitter no more, but Mm -hmm. that's what we call it. That's right. And Twitter ain't Twitter without black Twitter. Facts. Whether that be because it gave you a fact, whether it be because... Some buffoonery to went down, or just us making jokes out of all everything. seriousness. Yes, everything. <laughs> everything. Um, you know, Black Twitter is that thing. So yeah. um, today's Twitter talk is, and this is like just where we kind of discuss some things that are controversial or a mm-hmm. little bit of tea. Today, I think it's more a little bit of controversy. Um, if people wanted to, they would. I've grown to hate that statement. Man, I hate it so much. Really? Okay. I, I literally hate it. Why you hate it? I know. I, it just removes the idea, thought that people have so many obligations that people themselves are struggling or underwater or are battling whatever life battles they have going on. And your heart can be intent on doing something, but you just may not physically be able to do it or in the time be able to do it. And I think that implies that hey, if you don't do what I need you to do or what I'm asking you to do, yeah. then you you don't want to do it. You don't care. And that can't be further from the truth when people have families, jobs, people trying to find a way to survive. And so Absolutely. unfortunately, the thing that they want to do may not be over the thing that they need to do in order to be here and be alive. And so I, I just hate that saying along with you'll make time for what you make want to make mm-hmm. I, I hate them all <laughs> absolutely yeah. um recently i went through an experience that it honestly it tore my little heart up mm-hmm. um but i but i think it's one of those things where you need to know and um basically someone was like if you don't come to this event for me i don't ask you for much but if you don't come to this then we just we can't be friends <laughs> and it was one of those things and mind you the day before me and my son shared a meal Shared a meal. Now, 
I told you I be eating egg sandwiches. I ain't playing. I really do. But I do love egg sandwiches. So it's not like I'm hurting. But also I understand there's some sacrifice in the process. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've had a beautiful life and I've, I've made a life that I feel comfortable in. But at the same time, there is sacrifice that comes along with opening a production company, changing careers, mm-hmm. being in this economy right now. They're Absolutely. saying that if you're making less than $350,000 a year, that you need to be like chilling out. You need to be being a little frugal. $350,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And, you know... In the past years, I was in that range. This year, that's not the case, mm-hmm. you know? And so if you know that I'm doing these things and I'm communicating with you, hey, this is what's going on. I'm not going to be able to make it. Um, it was just one of those things that it's like, when I had it, I was always there. Or mm-hmm. that I've made myself available in other ways. Like I've given business advice. I've been there to counsel right. or as support because of my background and things mm-hmm. like that. And to know that, almost like an ultimatum in a friendship it just that's not a friendship you know um and it's just it's not true like if i if if we wanted to you make time for if that's the case i'd be at the spa like (laughs) man um traveling the world every every freaking day yeah that's what i want to do and some and this is a this is a moment in time in, a, in the bigger scheme of things, like you're talking about 10,000 hours to become an expert. You're talking about mm-hmm. 10 years to really bring a vision to fruition. And I spent six in a different career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm starting over from the bottom. And it's just, it's um, it's not true. If somebody wanted to, they would. That's not true. Sometimes if they wanted to, they would communicate that. Mm-hmm. Or they would, hey, my apologies, I can't make it to this. Right. Or, you know, they're doing what they can. And I think that if anything, you just have to say, you know, hey, I, I need more. Grace. Grace. And I, honestly, I feel like that situation just showed me how much I've grown because it didn't make me mad. I think sometimes when we don't want to show vulnerability of our emotions or like how something hurt us, we get mad because mm-hmm. we want to bypass the fact that I was really mm-hmm. sitting in the car crying. Like, that shit hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. No, That's like, good. it's okay to acknowledge it hurts your feelings. It's also okay to acknowledge that we can't work like this. But also, I understand that that person's thoughts are a reflection of where they are at that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in a time where I thought like, I deserve this or I expect this. And it's like, that takes the choice away. You don't know all the things. That's right. You know, and even if they have all the means or resources mentally, if they don't have the capacity, then they don't have the capacity. And you have to believe that. Mm-hmm. I think we, I think we are so, um, we're getting to a point where we're almost like numb to certain things that we don't even realize that people cannot have the capacity. But if they're not falling out on the ground or crying right. or snot nose, then we don't believe them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I, it, it was one of those things. So yeah, Twitter talk today is if people wanted to, they would trash that shit. Yeah, <laughs> hate it. Throw it out the window. Um, but let's get into some of these topics today. I have to ask: When did you realize that this was the path? That this is what you wanted to do, and mm-hmm. is this where you started? No, so it's twofold. Honestly, um, I always, you know, we talked before the show about <laughs> basketball being my first love. Because um, you hella short, so you probably was yeah, like... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> basketball was my first love. I poured everything into basketball. Um, and then I got to a, a point where I, you know, it really was the invite-only camps. Going there, I'm like, yo, I'm not going broke. These niggas is nice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But more than that, it was just how much the game demanded from me. I wasn't willing mm. to give it. Um, That's real. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about playing D1, going pro, uh, I've got so much respect for these guys because, you know, Kobe talked about it. Um, like, 
you got to give everything to the game. Um, and LeBron is an exception because he manages to be so many things all at once while yeah. still being, you know, a top of his game and top of the game. For and an me, amazing man. Yeah, exactly. You know? Amazing man. He's amazing father, husband, son, brother, friend. Like the guy is all around. He's an anomaly because for so many people, you know, you got to give everything to this thing you love. And so for me, basketball was kind of like my first love and the first turning point where I wanted to become an executive in corporate America, uh, finance. Um, I started with <laughs> Citigroup, um, okay. pivoted from Citigroup to um, being in the biotech sector. Um, and it was there that I realized I was so unfulfilled and God kind of dropped the vision on me mm-hmm. in terms of entertainment. And at first, I thought I was supposed to be an actor. And I'll never forget, I was living in Indianapolis, taking on a merger, uh, well, really an acquisition with Eli Lilly. Okay. Um, and I had to be there for a year. And I just remember being like, yo, I hate it. <laughs> this ain't it. I hate it. I hate being in this damn cubicle. I hate looking at Excel spreadsheets every day. And I, I just hated it. And so one night, I had a dream. Um, and it was more than a dream. I call it a vision because I was actively living in it. Like I felt my body. It's kind of like having an out of body yeah. experience, if you will. Woke up the next morning, couldn't remember it. Um, <laughs> could not remember it for nothing, but I just knew I had been in a different experience. And then my line brother, Calvin Hayes, um, was at the time sending us daily scriptures. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, he was sending us scriptures and he'd give us a synopsis on it. And that morning, his scripture, I don't remember the exact scripture, but I'll never forget the synopsis was like, my brother's chase after all your dreams. The graveyard is like one of the richest places on earth because it's filled with all the dreams that died. Absolutely. And so I started this drive to the office and it all came rushing back to me in terms of entertainment was the space I was supposed to be in. And from that day, that was 2012. How I old were pres- you then? I was 24. Okay. No, I wasn't 24. I was 23. Okay. 23 years old. I started pursuing um, the craft and I started with acting. I got into that and I realized I didn't really enjoy acting. I did a little bit of directing. And it wasn't until um, James Bland really said, hey, you need to come produce the second season of Giants is when I fell in love with being a producer. And that was around 2016, 2017. Yeah. when we started production in 2017, 2016 is when he asked me to come on and help produce the second season. Um, and the rest has been history. And I knew, I knew I was in my purpose because it fulfilled all of me, not you just a piece of me. I just yeah. loved it. I loved the business component of it. I love putting the pieces together. I love the strategy. I love thinking about concepts of shows and translating them into how can that be content that people want to watch right and that are going to come back that can be repeat audiences for us and how do i sell to this executive the white executive most in most cases that's sitting across from me in a boardroom asking why he should spend money on this show right it was the perfect feel all of me not a piece of me all of me yeah and um yeah i've been walking in this purpose ever since did you feel qualified I found that in this, um, so I wasn't as young as you when mm-hmm. this came to me, but I can definitely relate to it resonates when you say the vision, mm-hmm. because um, I went on set almost almost a year to the day um, mm-hmm. on Kiki Palmer's set for Ho and Tell when she came out with her network. Mm-hmm. Um, and TV. They, yes. Yeah. And um, 
they brought me on as an intimacy coordinator um, because they had like, you know, it's called Ho and Tell. So, you know, um, which I gave her a lot of props for because it made sure that it was going to be a safe place for the actors and also like a realistic portrayal of like the scene they're trying to have and things like that. Um, But when I got behind that camera, it did something different than what being talent did for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was also getting to a point where, you know, God took this moment to check me. And I mean, he slapped the dog. You snatch your edges. My gosh. <laughs> Luckily, we put him on before this episode, so it's good. But he, he snatched my edges because it was a lot of, you know, I built sexual essentials and, you know, I, I deserve to be in these rooms and things like that. And it's like, baby, what was me? What was me? What does that even mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot. You got to be more than talent. And so I realized I had to become like an asset. Mm -hmm. I had to become what talent needed. I needed to become what the talent people need, what they need. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. And so it was like, okay, I need to do more, even though it felt like I was doing a lot. But it's also learning to respect wherever you are, because you have no idea the way that it's supposed to to fit into your story. You know what I'm saying? Like you're so busy, worried about, oh, I'm doing this. You better pick up what they putting down for free because you're going to need this in Absolutely. what I have coming for you. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? You just always have to be postured in a way that where your gift is allowing you to be of service. Absolutely. And sometimes when we get into that mindset of I deserve, we fall out of our purpose mm-hmm. and um, our alignment of being servants. You know, we're all put here to be of service. Absolutely. To someone. And in our role as producers, we're serving talent, we're serving the network, and we're serving our audiences. But what we can never do is feel like we're bigger. We're bigger than our purpose. We're bigger than that. And folks need to serve us. That Yeah, that'll happen in the natural flow of things. But our mindset and my mindset is always focused on how can I be of service Absolutely. to the people around me and my community. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, for me, I feel like my I was chasing a lot of comfort. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find safety uh, just because my background was different with my parents and coming from, you know, even the way that I even when I piece together the stories now, like going to FAMU wasn't because I was like the best scholar. Like I was smart. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I never did no homework like yep. or anything. It's just the the natural intelligence that you had got me to got me there. Um, but I was working a lot. And so I went to I went to school, but I went to school because it was I was like, I wanted to go far enough that my parents couldn't get to me and it like couldn't pop up on me. <laughs> I wanted to go as far as I could. They couldn't get to me in a day. They yeah. would have to plan to get to me. So I went to Florida. Um, and then even there, when I got out of school, I didn't have a job opportunity. Now, mind you, I'm at FAMU, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, they, they get you prepared, but I didn't have a job opportunity. I went into real estate. And then even then, I didn't like how they were doing that. And I was like, well, I'll get my own real estate one day. So let me pay attention here. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I got into sexual essentials, which really it was it was a risk because I was really doing something that was for me. Yeah. You know, and it it gave me entryway into my healing journey and also into my purpose. Because if I hadn't have done sexual essentials, then I would not have ended up on Kiki Palmer's set. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when everything was, I was like, okay, I got to find a way to get behind that camera again. Like, how am I going to do that? And it's like, so I didn't feel qualified because it's like real estate background, you know. Intimacy coach. Right. Yeah. I'm like, dick sucking background. What can I, <laughs> what? what? How am I going to pull this into <laughs> Into set like people like you said you 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 figured that out at twenty three mm-hmm. at this time I'm what thirty mm-hmm. you know it's a little late and I've put all my money all my resources into that mm-hmm. only for that real estate seeing this and seeking that out you know mm-hmm. that was a background that that 
that that matter now. Um, I say all that to say, what are some breadcrumbs that have shown you that you're in the right place? Because sometimes when we're in the process um, of going after a goal, a vision, a thing, it's going to take a long time for it to come to fruition. But there are breadcrumbs that tell you that you're in the right space. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when I met you, that was a breadcrumb that day. I told mm-hmm. you that. I said, yeah. OK, this was a breadcrumb. I said, because today, today was a hell of a day. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then you came in, you were a rattler doing the same things. Love this. Love the, you know, the content house. Um, we had to put this set together for you. Phenomenal but, content house. Yeah. Um, but that was a breadcrumb. Can you tell us about um, a couple of breadcrumbs that told you, like, you know what? This is alignment. I'm supposed to do this. That mm-hmm. popped up that you. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean. The first day when I when I aligned, the first day I was living in Indianapolis, like I said, taking on this acquisition. And I started calling around trying to find acting classes. Couldn't find acting classes, but I called the Madam C.J. Walker Theater mm-hmm. and they were planning for um, they were holding auditions for Langston Hughes's Black Nativity. It was the anniversary from when they had premiered on Broadway. If anybody knows about it, it's one of the first black uh, um plays to ever premiere on, on, on Broadway. And so they were holding auditions and I asked if I could just come watch. Okay. Because I just wanted to be, be around it. And and she was like, do you have a monologue? And I was like, no, I don't have a monologue. So I'll just come watch. So she let me come watch. Uh, and then at the end, they looked back at me and said, hey, do you want to audition? And I said, I just told the damn lady I don't have a monologue. <laughs> um, and she goes, no, we can do an improv. Okay. I said, okay, cool. So I did it. Had fun. Um, mind you, I did do some acting as a child on Sesame Street, but okay, nonsense. <laughs> and that was like group acting. It was not like a solo <laughs> shot of me, right? Um, did that, had fun, left, got a call back. Hey, we want you to play the lead. Like, what the? So I didn't question it. I just knew that I was walking in alignment. And when things, when you're walking in alignment, it won't always be this way. Because you're gonna have your winds and your rains and your storms that come, but to have that first step, so that was almost like a nod from God, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was going, me that yeah. was talking to you. Um, so that um, on to any of the shows that I've done have went on to be way more impactful than probably the initial vision of the creative at the time, um, and surpassed and, and lived up to in some cases lived up to what I had envisioned for the show. So we talk about, I know we're going to talk about it on here, but we talk about Black Beauty Effect. Yeah. From the moment Andrea pitched me that, I was like, this is it. This is gold. And I always knew we would be on Netflix. I always knew Mm -hmm. we'd get to the highest platform. And God honoring that, right, that was placed in my spirit to see it come to fruition is, again, a nod. You know what I mean? It's a breadcrumb in the bigger picture of my career that, hey, I'm still on the right path. And when I, I'll be on this path until he tells me I shouldn't be. I feel um, that. <laughs> this life is seasonal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, Have, it could be in this season I'm producing and it may move to shit. In my 40s and 50s, where well, I'm in a different season where God's asking me to be an angel investor or manage my real estate portfolio yeah. more closely. Who knows? But I, I, I feel alignment. Or I've had those breadcrumbs along the way from the onset of chasing this vision, this dream that I'm, I'm walking in my purpose. It's so crazy because I think that God was sending me breadcrumbs before, but I didn't see it mm-hmm. because it was I was so stuck on making sure my my child was okay and didn't go through any of the things I went through. So yeah. I was I was moving from a place of scarcity, mm-hmm. regardless of how much 
you know, and, and don't get me wrong. When I went into sexual essentials, I was changing lives. Like yeah. so many women had never had an orgasm before they met me. Mm-hmm. You know, so many men had never been able to actually verbalize to their partner. I love you, but baby, this is not enough. Like mm-hmm. this, like, thanks for the pussy, but could it be better? <laughs> It was, it was a lot. Yeah. Like I was changing lives because mm. it's like I do believe in black love, but y'all cannot silence these people from their pleasure. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it's not the black love that's really the problem. It's the fact that you can't tell the truth. So I knew that what I was doing with sexual essentials was important. Yep. But at a certain time, I had did what I needed to do, and it was time for me to move on. And I didn't want to let go. Mm. So I found that. I don't believe that I wanted to let go because I didn't think it was really possible for me to get bigger than what I had got to. Now, mind you, I had six figures in the savings, six figures in checkings, and it's like, oh, I'm okay. You know, okay isn't really enough. Now, don't mm. get me wrong. I was I was healthy. I had gotten healthy. Mm. I had went to all the therapies, yeah. all the therapies, curing daddy issues left and right, curing yeah. mama issues, yeah, right and all those things. But, you know, once you heal to a certain level, it's time to go to another level. That's right. But all I knew was that my child was okay, and I was in a sex field. So I'm already in dangerous landmine territory. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if I move into something else, what's going to make me qualify? Mm. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take a risk on myself. And I, I think that I was looking for a miracle. I was looking for a miracle. I was like, you know, I don't know if I, I, I believe that it's all possible. And so I was like, I'm going to do this. And I thought that a miracle was going to come to me and somebody was going to see this house. Man, we all want and that home run. it's going to cut me a check. Yeah, yeah. And that's what was going to happen. But the truth is, God was like, you know what? I can show you it's possible. One second. Hold, hold my mm-hmm. breath. Hold mm-hmm. my breath. And um, what he did was he took everything. He took everything and he transitioned me right up out of everything. But the reason that I think he had to do that was because when they say anything is possible, anything is possible, which means that if you don't, you can't truly believe that the highest of the high or these rooms are made for you, that you belong here. You don't believe it because you also don't believe that you could live on this street. You don't believe it. And the reason that I didn't believe that being homeless would even be possible was because I knew that I would never do anything slightly risky to risk mm-hmm. not having the security. And so it, it's taken, what, maybe 10, 11 months now for me to realize what was being shown to me. I didn't believe it was really true. I never planned on moving more than one or two steps out of this financial freedom that I had created yeah. for myself. And if you're not willing to move out of the the safety then you're not really willing to follow, follow your purpose because sometimes your purpose is going to take you to places that don't feel safe. Deep waters to show that you can you know, swim. Yeah, that's right. And so every single thing that's happened, I'm like, I see why I needed to do it because now I walk into rooms or I walk into conversations and I'm not walking in looking for a miracle at all. I'm just explaining why this is probably a great option for you or this is what's best for you. I'm looking to solve problems. I'm looking to be with the right people versus mm. looking for a miracle. Yep. You know, um, when did you realize that you weren't looking for a miracle? And what do you think um, are some things that contribute to that? Um, I want to hear more about your mom. <laughs> I'm just going because I need to make sure it go where it need to go. You know, I'd be long winded. So yeah, you got to make sure we tie it all together. No. I want to know what because the, the level of confidence that it takes to pull together projects mm-hmm. um, and pull together projects for black women. And be trusted with that is pretty big, especially yeah. when a lot of men are not necessarily equipped with all the skills to to lead in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some things that contributed to you knowing that you're supposed to be there and making sure that you're uniquely qualified for this role? You know, <laughs> you want to talk about my mom. 
<laughs> I, I grew up, you know, with my mom kind of being the leader in the house, if you will. And, and for a period, just a single mom with my mom. When I was in high school, my mom got divorced from my stepfather at the time. And it was just her and I. My sisters had left the house. This is my mom and I. And my mom would literally go to work. Um, she'd go to work before the sun came up. I'd wake up. My mom was gone. I come home. My mom, it was late at night. I was working as well. I come home. My mom be asleep. So we, we weren't seeing each other, but she always made all my games. And so at that point, I realized that you can, you can be a hard worker, commitment, dedication. You just have to prioritize certain things. You can't do everything because my mom could yeah. not do everything, but she made it a point. And so for me, I, I understood the importance of, and, and that fact that women were qualified to lead. And so when we talk about where I am now in this particular project, you know, yes, I am the quote unquote leader, the executive producer, but I'm also following. You know, the team of women that were placed around me and listening yeah. because these are spaces that I'm not a frequent visitor in. Right. I don't do makeup. I don't do hair. Um, I had somewhat of a skincare routine, <laughs> but, you know, not the same. And so I was by no means the subject matter expert when it came to the actual content. What I was the subject matter expert on is packaging the project and making it a thing. Uh, and I think that came from sports. I mean, you get that early on, not only knowing how to follow from my mom, but just playing sports. You understand how to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then business school, shout out to FAMU, teaching Talk us, <laughs> you know, the SBI program really teaches you how to sell. How If, if they don't teach you nothing else, yeah. you know how to sell to yourself, yourself. <laughs> and you know how to connect with other people. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you I got that. yourself out for the craft. Listen, man. <laughs> I got that from FAMU, from Alpha. Everything made me confident. I've never been a person that lacked confidence in, in pretty much anything I've ever done. Um, I'm aware mm. when I'm not, you know, I'm up to the standard I need to be at, but I'm never lacking confidence in doing something. And so for me, it was just another challenge. And I knew the audience I was going to serve. And so all of the no's we got, it never deterred me. And Andrea and I talk about it to this day. Like we were pitching and pitching and getting no's and no's and no's. Yeah. And I was like, cool, it's going to hit. It's going to sell. What yeah. do we need? Let's go back to the drawing board. How can we make this undeniable so that we don't get the question from the white exec that says, why is black women's hair so important? <laughs> it's like, yo, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, and so for me, man, it was just about doing what I've always done. Yeah. And, and just honoring that that gift that purpose that's been placed over my life and just moving forward. But I got all that at an early age from observing my mama. Uh, my mom, I uh, I adore my mama. And she's such a hard worker. She's so strong-willed, so purpose-filled. And um, she just, she's a pioneer in her own right. You know, it's tough to raise a kid, raise kids. Especially she was raising, a young man. Exactly. <laughs> and then for so many years, it's just her and I, yeah. you know, and her raising me. Um, into manhood and so I always I've never been one of those guys that had a problem with following women or feeling like you know oh women need to follow it yeah I, don't, I, don't, I hear I, you but I don't um... operate in that way all the time you know what I mean that's not that's never been my posture yeah so, yeah um and I also want to know um about networking across and not know about it. I think that we should talk about it because um, mm -hmm. we've talked about a couple of things about feeling like, what was me? Oh right. And it also feeling like looking for a miracle. Mm -hmm. And what I found and what I tell people all the time, and don't get me wrong, like some of the things that I talk about, I went through a long time ago. It's been a long time since it's been mm -hmm. 
woe is me. Like even when I feel it, I recognize it yep. and I can correct it. So I don't Kick fault myself for the mistake. Yep. I'm just always aware of how to shift my mind. That's right. And so networking across is a huge part of that. And mm. I say that because a lot of times the person that's not responding to you, they're not responding to you because they don't think that you're good enough or whatever. But realistically, you guys are not aligned yet. There is nothing that you can do for them. Everything that you're looking for is for them to do for you. Mm-hmm. And they that's can say no respectfully or think about the fact that they have to outline their day, they might not respond. You know what I mean? So you can't take that personally. Them not responding is not personal. The only thing that you can hold them to is being respectful if and when they decide to respond to you. That's right. That's it. But a lot of times we're looking for someone to make us a star by that star touching our hand. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. The If you really want to build and be seen, networking across is going to do everything. So for this house, the videographer, the interior designer, all people I went to school with. All people that were at the same level as me. You know what I mean? Fam, you. So, man, look her fam. Great. God damn, damn you. you. All right. All greatness, right. man. Um, so I want to talk about um, the importance of networking across, whether that was maybe um, a story about someone pulling you in, somebody that knew you, mm-hmm. or either, you know, you working with somebody and saying like, oh, let's doing this, or even just developing your skill, your craft, mm-hmm. or putting projects together, anything that you want to contribute to that. No, nah, that's important, man. You know, when I first started on this journey, I was going out to L.A. a lot. Um, and James Bland um, pulled me into this group called uh, We Are We Are the Web, I think, at the time. And it had Issa, uh, Reagan Gomez, um, Tina Lifford was there, um, James, uh, several other um, content creators at the time that had web series or, or shows yeah. out on the web. And it was all about just leveraging each other, right? And so that showed me then and there. And Issa, to this day, she talks about it. But even our first show, we have so much to thank her for because she allowed Giants. She gave Giants a platform, right? Mm -hmm. She talked about us. And in those rooms, we weren't ready to be in yet because at the time, we were connecting with her when Awkward Black Girl was still taking off and being yeah. a thing. And so she always showed love and just is such a, even to this day, she continues to pull people up. But it's always about finding people that are doing what you're doing and that are aligned with what you're doing because there's a lot of people making content, right? We talked okay. about this the last time. Yeah. A lot of people making podcasts, a lot of people making content, but they're not necessarily people that you see yourself aligned with or where you want to go. And so for me, it's always been about identifying people um, that are talented, that are aligned with my purpose. And they, they don't have to be, you know, the A-list or star because I see the potential in people. Right. I see the where they're going. And I've been very, very blessed. You know, when you talk about giants, everyone we worked with on that show is taking off to yeah. a different level. I did a short film with a director, Winter Dunn, and she is so talented. Um, everyone in that show is taking off. You know, Danielle Monet Truitt is a series regular now on um uh C what is it, CSI, um uh, Law and Order. Sorry, Law and Order. <laughs> okay. Um Terrence Terrell is in so many projects, it makes your head spin on Netflix and every other major platform. Yeah. Kayla is who was a played a child actress in the short that we did. She's on freaking Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory that's coming out, right? Everyone is taking out. Winner herself is doing a lot of stuff. I can talk about it all, but a lot of stuff with major networks. Yeah. Um, and so it's just always been about starting with people that you see 
yeah. yourself aligned with and knowing that they're taking it just as serious as you and they have integrity that they're bringing to the table like you and going and you're going to go further that way Absolutely. because as their star sins we have a saying a rising tide lifts all ships and so when you are aligned with those people in business with those people as they as their star rises as your star rises you guys are able to kind of pull each other and, and when you think about someone who's ahead and whose star is already kind of further than you you got to think about how many people are asking them you know yes, what I mean? The numbers. It's a numbers game. It's like and it's not saying them. that you're not, you not can't be aligned with them, yeah. but it does that really make the most sense? Exactly. And don't get me wrong, I didn't I didn't been in some DMs before. Don't mm-hmm. get it. But also I, I look for certain things if they've it's a little off. But Ply's asked during COVID, he was like, I think I need to learn more about pussy eating. Or oh, I teach a class on it. It was a line. So I made a post right. and I was like, hey, if you want me to send it to you, I can. So like sometimes just looking to see if are the thing they asking for, can you even do? Yo, you know what I'm saying? Are they at, classic. Oh, he's a I he's he's wild. You know what? He's so funny. He seemed he seemed like such a hood romantic to me. Yo, Plaza is actually very, very smart. Yes, I know. Oh, like, I, absolutely. Extremely smart. I love how it's it's so crazy because he'll be on, uh, he was on Angela Yee's uh, lip service and mm-hmm. uh, he had brought, he had, had all roses delivered to all the ladies. And I was like, it be them hood niggas though that, that, yeah, that, yeah. that be uh, lover boys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Secretly. Um, absolutely. But networking across is very important. Just you guys, networking across means finding someone else that mm-hmm. has an equal amount to to give and take yeah, just like you and working with them yes and you're starting something yourself or doing something yourself and i promise you it works instead of thinking about how much we want to make i've always been this way i said that people that work with me i want to be the reason that everybody on my team is making six figures mm-hmm. i have no reason to worry about how much i make if everybody that works with me makes six figures and i've always been that mm-hmm. way and so for me i think it was very important to um be clear about the networking across from one career to another because there were a lot of people that I was trying to bring with me from like my sexual essentials career and that background to this one. And it's different because yeah. I had it at that time when I was putting people on or like, hey, let me interview you. Let me position your product like this, da, 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 da. And now, you know, I'm going through a transitional phase. I have absolutely no doubt that everything is going to come back, you know, to the fold because this is. is my purpose. I, you know, and I already talked to God about it. I said boundaries. If I'm going to do this work, I got to be able to take care of myself. I ain't asking for much. Mm-hmm. If I be on set all day, I should be able to get my feet rubbed. Boundaries. Yeah. God, you taught me boundaries. Now That's I'm using right. them on you. Mm-hmm. So I have no doubt that everything is going to come into fruition Absolutely. the way it's supposed to. But I had to realize that the people in that networking cross had to change as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that uh, just getting more comfortable with endings. You know, I think it's more so how things end that hurts more than anything than mm. the ending itself. Because at the end of the day, an ending means there's another beginning. It's just it's running its course. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've seasons. talked about. A, ooh, huh? Seasons. Yeah, seasons. Seasons as fuck. Now, look mm-hmm. here. We done brought you on this show, so we got to get into it before we let you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to it. To the sex tip of the day. Well, well I didn't know we were going there. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you resisted, but you consented to being on the show. <laughs> Yeah. The sex tip of the day is to pay homage to the first business, the first love, uh, Sexual Essentials, which is the inspiration to SE Media Group, SE Content House, SE Everything, because it stands for something extraordinary. Mm-hmm. There was not a bank that would give me a dollar. There was not a investor that would give me a penny because the name was Sexual Essentials. And so mm-hmm. uh, when it was time to grow this business and grow it into something different, 
I had to keep the SE and it was always that business was and is something extraordinary. So this segment pays homage to that because all of those courses, all those teachings are still available. You can download um, Patreon app and there are almost 300 videos, classes, discussions, hands on demonstrations, class, all, all types of things on there. OK, and it supports the creatives that make this show possible. Like I said, the show costs zero dollars to you to take in and to, you know, um, entertain and learn and heal. But it does cost us something. So by supporting the Patreon, not only are you getting access to some amazing content um, and classes and whatnot and bonus episodes and so much more, but you're also helping make this possible and, you know, make all of this look the way that it does. So Mm -hmm. we appreciate you. I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about, um, well, one, do you feel that you are more of a dom or a sub, if you Yo, could pick. what the hell is that mean? All right, let's get into it. I'm so that glad you asked the question. So, so there's, there's a thing called a dominant and a submissive, like in insects. So like, it's an actual career. Like, have you ever seen like, for the extreme, think of like the Fifty Shades of Grey. I hate to use that example because it wasn't all the way realistic yeah, and it was like a whole bunch of, you know. Sounded, so, uh, uh, looked very abusive, but carry on. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a thin line between pain and pleasure, Yeah, right? So in this career, you, you do a little bit of both. You talked about it. Yes, you're the leader, but you're the listener. Leader is very synonymous with listener, right? Mm-hmm. You really are submitting to all the creatives that are on your team, which That's makes right. you a very submissive person, but also you're a dominant person because you're the person that puts everything together and makes sure that it runs the way that it needs to. That's right. So in the bedroom, do you feel like you are more of a dominant or a submissive? Dominant for sure. Ironically, there are a lot of power men that are actually more submissive in the bedroom. Mm. But just like women, when you go out into the world, you run in everything, you're responsible for everything. And sometimes you want the ability to just be able to let go and trust that you can let go. And we find that a lot of men, especially black men, do not trust nobody to let go. Don't tie me up. Don't, don't touch my hands. Like, damn sure don't put no cuffs on me. No, I don't want no cuffs on me. None, that ain't none, none of that with me. None of that. That with me. I'm cool. Don't blindfold me. <laughs> let me blindfold you, though. Let me do it to you. Don't blindfold me. <laughs> you first. Yeah, I don't know what you got going. Uh, but I do want to know, what ways do you think that you possibly dom yourself? Because the most dominant people actually dom themselves. Because as a dominant person, you usually, when you're the one that's in control, it's rare for you to find somebody else that you'll let be in control of you. So, a lot of people end up having to dom themselves. I'll go first to give you an example. Yeah, give me an example. He like, put me on the right track. Yeah, Where are yeah, we going? Like, <laughs> yeah, give me an example. So, uh, drink your water. Yeah, drink your water. Drink All right. Drink water and listen. So, for example, one of the ways that I would dom myself with this work is like, you know that shooting, shooting days are amazing, right? But mm-hmm. there's a lot of pre-production. And then there's post-production. Those are the parts will be like, okay, hold on, let's get into We cannot forget those parts, even though on set days are amazing because everybody's in person. There's amazing yeah. energy. We look forward to those days, right? Absolutely. All the congregating. But what about when you got outlines to do and you got paperwork to submit and things like that? How mm. do you encourage yourself to keep that same energy? Because at the end of the day, I don't like doing anything I don't want to do. I'm doing all of this because I desire to mm. do it. And desire is that that loneliness, that things that fulfills you. So sometimes I use punishment and reward with myself, which means that like, okay, I'm going to do this for two hours. And then after I do that, I'm a masturbate and catch five nuts. And then I'm, my endorphins are going to be so high. And then I'm going to finish the work for another hour. And then if I don't, 
then it's like, you know what? I'm not going to catch up for seven days or I'm not going to let myself masturbate for seven days. And that energy is refurbished into the work, into the craft. And so mm. I'm creating at a very high level of mm. sensuality and it shows up in my work. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like, if you touch me, I just, just, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> already, already. Why? Because I know that when it's done, I'm up there fat, 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 yeah. rewarding myself for the work that's being yeah. done. So what are some ways that you, and it don't mean that you at home fapping. I don't want your wife being like, you was in there fapping without me. God, no. But, um, you know, hey, we could talk about mutual masturbation too, but that's a different episode. Um, <laughs> but what are some ways that you think that maybe you uh, practice discipline to yourself? And it doesn't have to be sexual, but it is the same thing. There are ways that when you are responsible for you, you learn the tools and tricks to discipline yourself to keep you on track. Because Mm -hmm. when you're the leader, there is nobody else to do it for you. You have to keep everybody else together, which means that you're responsible for taking care of you. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways that maybe you dom yourself in discipline since you won't let someone else do it for you? That is... A great question. I, I have to think about like. But I ain't saying you look stumped the whole episode. Yeah, I, mean, I can really think about like sexually. I don't even know if I I, I don't have any prep. I don't reward myself or mm. punish myself in that way, um, at all. But or denial may be another another way to do that instead Mm-mm. of punishment. I lean into it. What? I lean into it. I don't care if I finish that list or not. <laughs> <laughs> but. I write everything down, right? Okay. And this is more recent because my ass would be just running. I run two businesses outside of my production company. Um, And so there's a lot. I'm always juggling a lot. And so for me now, I have to write it down and hold myself to it. And now what I will do is deprive myself of social activity. Okay. You know, I love watching football. There you go. so that's my time with my frat brothers, my friends, where we kick it. Well, that list ain't done. Of what I need to do, it's just not gonna happen. Social disciplining, mm-hmm. and okay, so, and, and that's just one example. But like going out, kicking it, you know. Even last night, I was supposed to go out and have a a meeting. It was a meeting, <laughs> but it was in a social setting. Yeah, and I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. I got to stay out. So that's a way that I kind of like mm-hmm. dom myself. I guess is like I'm I'm a social person. I love being around people. Um, I love that social interaction. And so whenever I'm not meeting my goals in terms of the work that I have to do, I got to stay inside. I feel that. And yeah. So a suggestion that Mm -hmm. I'm going to give is also um, incorporating your wife because you can do that. Because at the end of the day, I know that you guys probably have developed a system of, you know, sometimes I have to be gone for long periods of time. And yeah, like, you know, we we work off projects, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so gone from for a period of time. But sometimes it's like, you know what, babe? I'm about to knock out these pitches or whatever for two hours. Mm -hmm. And then when I come back, you get 25 minutes or whatever you want or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So sometimes it's like diamond sub between each other. You know what I mean? Like, or things like that. It doesn't have to necessarily be yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those are other ways to do that. And then also the last question, because I'm greedy and I I wasn't sure when you was coming back. I know you coming back on the show. but I'll be back. I know it, but it's all right. I want to ask. Good. Do you do you do you have uh, has being working with cameras made you feel differently or made you have a desire to explore adding cameras to your bedroom? Never. Really? Mm-mm. That's crazy because I ain't gonna lie to you. Ever since getting into this, yeah. I was like, oh, next relationship, we're shooting Every- everything. <laughs> now Every- it's not for distribution. Yeah. But I need to see what that ass looking like under these lights. <laughs> 
No. I, it's never been a thing. You know, it's funny, man. That's never been a, a fantasy of mine or a thing that I'm into. Like, never. Man, and, I ain't gonna lie to you. I've I've literally been like, you know what? Next relationship, we filming everything. I mm-hmm. want to see the sets. Like, uh, uh-uh, baby, here the script. Did you get the script for the Lord, day? Yeah. I, I feel like it gives placement because I do have a lot of different personalities. Mm-hmm. I do have a lot of different characters like mm-hmm. in me and I, I like to let them live and so it's like I don't need to distribute it but baby we about to make this and I need to see it edited. and y'all gonna watch it together I would watch love it back to together? absolutely I ain't mad at it absolutely I ain't so, mad at it oh yeah I'm so excited I can't yeah. wait I done got all healed and holy and shit I'm yeah. so but you ready to bust it oh my as soon as you <laughs> I didn't try all the things in my unhealed phase yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't try I didn't try it all I'm ready to try that same list with somebody I love. I love that for you. I love it for them too. When yeah. that time come, I it's ain't asking way. for much. It Just come heal the holy so can be nasty. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> come heal the holy so we can be <laughs> demons in the bedroom. Look here. I just yeah. I there's so many things that I desire, and I'm just like I don't see why anybody can't have them. And I tell people, and I think a lot of people have thought this since I've gotten into like my heel journey, mm-hmm. that like I'm approved. And I'm like, no, I just don't want everybody to have a slice of this pussy because they don't deserve it. And I also want to be able to do all the things. Like a lot of the things that people experiment and try, mm-hmm. they don't really grow and do it with multiple, like they do it with multiple people over mm-hmm. a period of time where mm-hmm. they try a whole bunch of people and stuff like that. You know, sex don't even get good to about that third or fourth time. Like, it might be good, but it's like, okay, hold on. We ain't in our groove yet. Yeah, y'all learn each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look here, I'm so excited to get in a a goddamn groove. You know how long it's been since I had groove? How long has it been? Tell us. That is not nothing nobody get out of me without dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I tried, y'all. Nobody's business. Put it out there. I didn't want to leave you. With myself? I'll be grooving with myself, but, you know. Look here, I'm... if you out there, I promise I'm going to leave the house. I'm going to leave the house and I, I'm ready to date you guys. Kind of. Y'all hear that? Ish. Maya is ready to date. We're going to remove the ish. She is ready to date. <laughs> She's looking for the hill holy <laughs> that's ready to be on demon time behind closed doors with her. Okay. Yes. Did I get? Did I nail that? Yes. Okay. I, uh, yes. I'll keep my eye out for those. Look here. Somebody demons. match me up. Y'all be having fun. I don't know, because sometimes y'all friends be a mess. Sometimes y'all be the best one out y'all friend group. Nah, man, I, I'm, I'm... Or either, you know, married men only hang out with married men. No, we need the ones... Where are y'all single friends at? Y'all nah, need I got to, single friends? Oh, shit, I got more single and friends. They be, than I and they, they need to be fine. And you know what? Let's not get into the list. We got one more segment before we let you go. Cold, let's do it. All right, so the spiritual tip of the day, because after be nasty, you got to add a little spirituality. No, we're back on Holy Land. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're back in Holy Land. The, uh, the spiritual tip of the day is because I think it's very important to um, understand spirituality as a whole. Um, And a lot of people are intimidated by the conversations around spirituality because it encompasses religion, but not just religion. So a lot of people are like, you know, really weird about like ancestors and things like that. Yeah, your grandma that's tattooed on your arm, baby, that's your ancestor. So Mm -hmm. it's not demonic that you're talking to her, that you want her to look out for you. Um, And I think a lot of time that resistance is just because it's just a level of ignorance. We don't really understand. And, you know, our verbiage changes when we get to a level of understanding. And so it's we don't really go back and like make it inclusive to say, Mm -hmm. this is what this means when someone says Mm -hmm. that or whatever. We just all of a sudden it's like my higher self and people like, fuck that mean. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not really a grand rising girl, but all the most of the other stuff, I, I, I I get it. Your, your Mm -hmm. words start changing when you feel away. And if you get it, you get it. So this is a segment 
for y'all to start getting into. Um, and that sometimes with astrology, sometimes it's with crystals, sometimes it's with prayer, sometimes it's just with a saying or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I'm conflicted. I have two things written down here because I wasn't sure which one. Um, well, you good. I know it, right? I saw a saying um, on the socials and it said, uh, if our kids become adults and they still want to be around you, then you're successful. Mm. And so for me, when I think about like just moving forward in this life and like really what fuels me. It's integrity more than anything else. Mm-hmm. It's integrity that I want to be able to stand on how I feel and not have to hide behind closed doors around like who I am or what I believe in. Or I think that I can be me without doing it in a shady way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, would your kid want to hang around you if they knew all the things, if they could see all the things that you do? And people used to ask me all the time, you know, how do you feel? Like, how do you think your son's going to feel about you having sexual essentials and doing this today? I think that when my son become an adult, he's going to want his dick sucked. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to want his wife to take a class if she's not good at it yeah. or whatever. I think he's not going to want people to make him feel bad about his sexuality. Mm-hmm. I think that he's going to want to be with a woman that can express her sexuality. Do I really want to think about that? No, yeah. but, but it's a reality, but it's a reality mm-hmm. you know? And so standing on like that type of integrity, um, yeah. I think is important. And, and um, the other thing that I wanted to say was that uh, this career has really um, allowed God another space in my life. And I say that because um, I've always believed, and I get asked this all the time, because my dad was a deacon or is a deacon, I don't know what he got going on these days. But um, because he was, they asked, like, you know, do you still love God? I'm like, absolutely. Like, man can't change that. That's right. Um, But it has been a journey of forgiving God. And, um, mm, mm mm-mm. Mm-mm. Ooh, it's a tingle in my eye. It's itching. I see it. Ah, uh-uh. Don't look. Uh, it'll go Breathe. Away. Take a deep breath. There you go. Let's go. It has been a journey to forgive God because it's not just one thing. It's not just the way that I've been raised. It's the fact that you've put me or I've put me or whatever. Why'd you make me this way that I've gone into circumstances that caused me to get hate? I mean, get get hurt. Why have I been put in these situations mm-hmm. that caused me to get hurt? Why have I been put in these situations where my consent has been violated? Why have I been put in these situations where the people that are supposed to take care of me or teach me are the ones that are hurting me? Mm-hmm. A stranger is one thing, but the people that, you know, that were sent to take care of you or raise you, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But getting to a, a point where... um this has let God back in my life in a way that I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I've always, I've always believed, but giving him um, some more attention, mm-hmm. you know, and slowly but surely um, I can acknowledge that, that it's done that. And I think that that is in alignment with my purpose. Not saying that I'm become a preacher. I don't know if they got dick sucking preachers, y'all. Like they be teaching classes. I don't know about that. I ain't trying to do none of that. But I will say that it's so crazy how when you find your purpose, mm. everything kind of just starts balancing out as in the why or like what you're okay with mm-hmm. and the things that you're okay to settle. You know what I mean? Yeah, like really absolutely. settle into. And I've always just believed that spirituality as a whole, I need I need all of it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, at a time, religion couldn't do much for me because it couldn't give me the answers, mm-hmm. you know? It's rehearsed. It, oh, and, and you know, rehearsed. people think that you don't love God if you have questions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not questioning. I want to understand. I'm a logical person. I need to understand how this works. It's the same way that I do with my team. I need to understand what your job is so I can support you in doing it. That's right. You know? Um, and so 
it's a th- those are my spiritual tips of the day. It's so ironic that I've I literally walk the line between both because just all the things and it's just mm-hmm. so crazy the way that my 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 purpose and just really sitting in here makes space for me in all the ways that I am this you is, know it's healing for you this it's is very healing ministry. for me when you say that like you showed up on set and it did everything for you oh it did everything for you see my makeup artist she over there like girl look at your face the real content made by real people come on give it up for couture come on sugar come Yes, this is my makeup artist, you guys. Tour, like, let me looking like this. Let me fix this. Look at it. We're gonna pause for the calls. Oh, make sure y'all get her makeup class, y'all. She didn't. She didn't record. She was my first. Masterclass with the equipment. So we've been mm-hmm. shooting podcast shows and different stuff like that. But yeah. now content creators can come in here if they want to create a course. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to create courses for my phone and old cameras and you can't be your whole team. So we no, do you that. Cannot. You need a team. We do that for um the experts that are ready to transition out of just being talent but also want to teach. Thank you, Sugar. Um so yes, that is Coach's Couture. So yeah. um check her out. Yeah. Um real content made by real people. Y'all know I ain't editing that out. You know no, I ain't No, so, you shouldn't. Um but that was our spiritual tip of the day, both of those. And so I'm just I'm I'm realizing it. Um that it that it's it's been doing that for me. And also just realizing that, you know, if your kid wants to hang around you when they become an adult that is success. That is success. That I, is success. I, I aspire. What has um what has your purpose done for you um in fatherhood and being a husband? How has that contributed to your role? It's been so great. Um it's been challenging, rewarding, great, all of the things, you know. I bring my son with me on my carpets. Um I try to bring him with me to work as much because we can't be what we don't see. Um, And I wish I had more examples as a child growing up to see what was possible. Um, And I want my son to see that. I want him to have access to whatever. You know what I mean? And even if he doesn't choose to go into film or do anything, it's just seeing that, hey, dad's doing it at the highest level. I can do whatever I want as well. Um, and, And in terms of being a husband, it's been great. It's given me the space to one support my wife and her desires and also open me up. Like now my wife has pivoted from corporate tech to being a full-time content creator. She got aesthetic. I checked out her page. Thank you so much. Yes. Home with Mrs. Homebody (laughs) fire. Um, But I'm able to support her and not try and um, what is it? Dim her light. Right. Or, or kind of shit on her dreams and say, hey, that's not really a real job. Why don't you get her? Because she supported me for mm-hmm. so long in my desire. And now that I'm here and I'm I'm having a, a good amount of success. It's just doing all right. I'm doing all right. You're doing all right. I'm doing all right. Some, all right. Some. I'm doing all right. <laughs> um, it just allows me to, to be more present in her. Mm-hmm. And, and like for men. Oftentimes, if we aren't, you know, Steve Harvey gave away too much game, but one of the no, things he gave away, if we aren't financially in a space or, or fulfilled in purpose or what mm-hmm. have you, it's really tough for us to be good to anybody else. And she's given me the grace and the space to grow into that. And so all I want to do is return, give her ROI on her investment in me. I heard that. And allow my son to see that too, like... You, you talked about if your kid wants to hang with you when you're an adult, I always think about my favorite movie growing up was Love and Basketball. 
and to see his relationship detour deter with his father once he found out it just fucked me up right Mm -hmm. and so for me i just always want to be someone my son can be proud of and and having that close-knit relationship where we can talk about everything and i don't want my son to necessarily see me as superhuman my dad is a human because when you get older you look at your parents and you realize they're just people man they were trying to figure it out they were wrestling with their demons all of that. And I just want to maintain that transparency and openness and vulnerability with my son where when dad makes mistakes, as I will, I will make mistakes. He's able to forgive me and have space and grace for me because of the space and grace that I'm affording him. And that he's seeing that I afford to his mom and all the people around me. Absolutely. So. Um, that's definitely this this transition not only sexual essentials, but this. Mm-hmm. Um, all I've thought about is my child because I didn't mm-hmm. start sexual essentials. I started sexual essentials. I was still breastfeeding. Like mm-hmm. my husband at that time, um, past tense. Uh, shout out to the co-parent though. He be holding it down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it was like, you know what? Hey, let's buy an investment property for him. I'm going into a career field that I don't know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and gratefully to this day, I've always, I keep wrestling with like, is he, upset with me or am I making him proud? I just want him to think I'm the cool mom, you know, like I'm doing something like super mm-hmm. cool. Um, but it's difficult because, you know, in these moments, people be like, well, you know, you should probably just go and get another job or I can't create or be who I need to be if I go back and start doing it for somebody else, not with this purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm always like, I hope he's going to be proud of me. And his dad had to tell me, somebody it's okay. Like, it's now I don't know how long he's gonna be saying it's okay. But mm-hmm. he's like, it's okay. Like his accounts are good because you told us to get this investment property at that time mm-hmm. and we still have that for him today. And so for him, he's straight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like that feels good. And so I'm just always grateful and hoping that, you know, he's thinking of me as a, a person, not super mom or super strong or any of that. Um, which is really the point of doing all of it. It's the point that I dug up my life to to heal. It was all for him. Like I, I, you are so important. You are so special to me that I choose you from the the moment Mm -hmm. that I found out you were there. And I think that's the thing that I'm really just trying to heal in myself, just trying to understand that my parents are people. Mm -hmm. They, they fucked up. Don't get me wrong, but they also, I also, I also am the best of everything that they have. I'm the, I'm a reflection of the best of what they had to Mm -hmm. offer. Um, and, um, you know, just really fixing the fact that I feel like they didn't choose me. You know, so um, I appreciate you coming today. Um, I hope that, you know, this episode is it reaches new people that have never heard about you and your work. Um, I hope that it shook things up for the folks that do know about you. Um, (laughs) And I do just um, I'm just so grateful. It it feels like my time. It feels like so much alignment. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so funny when you mentioned Issa Rae that my first business had me opening for her at Essence Fest. I didn't even Mm -hmm. know I got off the stage and she got on stage and I said, shut up. I because, you know, they only tell you so much. Mm -hmm. But um, that and then, you know, what a year later, I'm in the same field. And now this is somebody that I'm, I'm having to study and, and, you know, things like that. She's so, a good one to study. Oh, I know. Boss, honey. Them Capricorns, Mogul. they about them. They, they about their business. Um, so I'm just so excited. And, um, you know, I look forward to you sharing more stories and hearing more about your story because that's, you know, that's really how we learn. Um, you know, Oprah and Steve Harvey sharing their stories are the things that tell me Tyler Perry, you know, telling their stories. I'm like, when I start. <laughs> When I started, when we start now, yes, I have a, a 
a, a, a converted van. So it's like, it's nice. Don't get me, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Like for camping and all that stuff. When I start living in, I said, oh, we almost there. You know, they say you mm-hmm. can't have no book come out and you ain't slipping no car. You, you got It's going to be boring without that. I said, mm-hmm. oh, we almost there. Look so you, I'm just, I'm so excited. Dancing in the rain. Absolutely. It's that. just, you know, the, the getting used to it because this is, I'm stuck. I, I, I've never felt more happier with um, being behind the camera, not just being talent mm-hmm. and um, really just realizing how uniquely qualified God has made me and just really, you know, respecting that, putting mm-hmm. some respect on that. So thank you for coming by, making time for me. You know, a lot of folks say a lot of things when they come through this house. Um, but, you know, you've been very, um, you know, very present and just like, hey, what's up? This what we're doing. I'm coming by. Let's do this and all of that. So I appreciate you, um, you know. Being a big rattler to the baby rattler. Man, you thank know? you for having me. I'm so proud of what you all are doing. I'm so proud of what you all are building. Um, and it takes a lot to have a dream, but be daring enough to actually go after it because you're going to get some strawberries on them knees. You're going to fall. You're going <laughs> to scrape them elbows. Yeah. Um, but like you said, man, it's all about perspective and choosing to dance in the rain. And always maintain a space of servitude. And because um, sometimes you'll see people where they be like, man, why that ain't me? You know what I mean? It's natural. Um, but we just got to check ourselves. And so I'm happy to be here today on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. And I'm thankful to be with you. So thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Tell the folks where they can find you. You can find me on IG, Cruising. No, I'm just sure. um, <laughs> You can find me on Instagram, a face like your face underscore forward like the direction we moving in 87 uh, that's pretty much all I use is Instagram Facebook is for my home team so don't go there and your, and your family members yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> and your church members that's yes, it yes, for the yes. front row uh, deaconess and deacons absolutely yeah. thank you guys so much for tuning in please make sure that you check out the links below um, make sure that you please subscribe to Patreon they have a donation tier if you choose to do it um, and make sure that you check out the highest tier because you can get added to our discord group which is our private chat um, and check out all the classes courses and the bonus episodes that drop every month and if you want to hear more about the more intimate things. We do have an entire bonus podcast over there called Just Another Sex Podcast, where we just talk about all the sex and intimacy things. So make sure that you check that out. And if you are a content creator or need a team to produce your work, then please um, make sure you check out SE Content House or SEmedia.group and we can assist you. So I love you guys. Thank you for creating a safe space for me. And I will see you on the next, next week. Next week. Bye. Peace. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as Sexual.Essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.